Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Matchit and the Other Guy, gentle listener, and thank you for joining us this afternoon. Ours, of course, is me, Steve Matchett, and my friend Kevin Fielden. And we're going to have a conversation as we sit here at the side of Lake Wiley in Charlotte, North Carolina. And as always, I have no idea what sparks the conversation. Kevin does. So, Kevin, spark the conversation. Well, tis the season. Their lights are twinkling and the halls are decked with boughs of holly. Oh, so I wanted to hear how things might have been uh, in England and such around this, this holly time of the year. Yes. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is that um, for the, the phrase the holidays to me is very much an Americanism. We would in England never refer to it as the holidays. It was always Christmas, which embraced everything, but it was always referred to Christmas. And the first time I heard the phrase the holidays, I you know, I, I had to work out to find out, oh, it's of course it's a combination of everybody's holidays coming at the same time. I like that. It's a very inclusive yeah. phrase, but um, it's something that never really never really happened uh, over in England. The holidays were always were always Christmas. Um, I have very very fond memories of Christmas growing up in England. Uh, as we've chatted about before, whether during our podcast or just in general, Kevin, you know, I come from very much um, working class blue collar folks, if you like, and uh, we never we we never had an abundance of anything, quite frankly, but. That said, we we were perfectly fine. We paid the bills and we were we were happy. But um, and we talked about it during when we were chatting about games. Yes. That um, uh, you know, at Christmas time, we always had presents to undo on Christmas morning, and I have very fond memories of as a small child waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. And uh, I have a suspicion that Santa Claus may have been my dad at some point. But Dad uh, would open bedroom door at about three three o'clock in the morning and leave the presents at the foot of the bed oh really yes okay yeah yeah in a, in a pillowcase all yeah they arrived in a pillowcase was this a family tradition or more of an english i thing? don't know to be honest i mean i think it was i you know i have a feeling my school friends went through the same thing you know uh and there was um a few chocolates, a few sweets, a few candies in there and a few games and as we've chatted about for many of them from the local palatoy Yep. Toy factory yep. uh, in Colville. But, um, yeah, that's my experience. Very fond memories. How about you? Uh, well, like I say, I had a great uh, – I very much enjoyed that time of the year and, and got excited the same and, yeah. you know, hard to sleep the night before. Sure. And uh, one of my funnier uh, thoughts was I, I never believed that Santa Claus worked for free. So <laughs> I still vividly, vividly remember – Yes. Having, I had to see my mom put money in one of those little Gerber baby jars and set it outside the front door. Oh, because if if Santa wouldn't get paid, there might be a danger of me waking up to an uh, empty spot under the Christmas tree. And just just, just educate me here, Gerber baby jar. Oh, they're the little the little jars of baby food. Oh, one with you, yes, yeah. yes. And yes, mom mom yes, would say yeah. they're probably from when I was little, and she just saved them. They made little convenient little jars, yes. and that's just one she happened to use. Okay. So it's it's ingrained in that memory. Was yeah. I had to see her put money cash in the Gerber baby jar and put it outside the front door because right. I made well, sure that Santa got paid. Yeah, and was that was that one or two dollar bills rolled up? Was it? I have no idea the amount. Or, as long okay. as I no no it was right. it was paper money. Oh wow yeah. So however much she uh, you know 
employed me with, I uh, wasn't quite sure, but yeah. it satisfied and, and went on. Yeah, but, well, we never we never had the tradition, and certainly my family, of leaving money for Santa. But I don't think anybody else did. I don't even know where I <laughs> well, came like, up with the concept. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, Santa's got bills to pay, like everybody else. Uh, we used to leave him uh, a mince pie. Oh, very uh, good. Which, uh, yeah. Are you familiar with mince pies? Or I have a little heard sort of, of sweet. I've heard of them. Yeah. The, um, Yes, there was like a sweet pastry, like um, a little cake um, with um, the filling was made of very sweet. So there wasn't really something that I took to really, um, but um, dried fruits, that sort of thing, you know, and, and put into a filling. Uh-huh. And uh, they're, I mean, they still are a big popular thing in, in the UK now around Christmas time, mince pies. But uh, mince pies and a glass of sherry. It was never milk and cookies. It was a mince pie and, and sherry. Uh, but I did notice well, that I'd say after about 20 houses uh, <laughs> Santa's uh, <laughs> may not be steering the direction he needs to be going all I'm going to say Kevin is that the sherry had gone the next morning <laughs> whether or not there was That's mince pie left the sherry was, was bone dry <laughs> yeah so whether or not it was uh, Santa or one of his elves or there's a slim possibility it might have been my dad that had it or mum had a little sip of that sherry, but it was gone the next morning, uh-huh. that's for sure. Yeah. Well, a couple of things I, I you can you can you know quantify this is that you know, y'all called Santa Father Christmas then, yes. right? So there wasn't the uh, as much Santa Claus as Father Christmas. Santa Claus, Father Christmas, or typically Santa. Oh really? Santa. Oh, okay. And then the other thing that I I would think don't isn't it a, the English tradition to have the crackers? That you open and then do the paper hats and stuff. I've seen yes, that. Yes, and I'm always I'm always surprised that's not a thing in the states. No, I've not oh, seen not it at all. any other celebration, any other time of the year. I never see them. Yes, they're very much. Um, I'm trying to think if they were a popular thing in France, and frankly, I can't really remember during my 15 years in France. I can't really remember crackers being on the on the table. But for those who are unfamiliar with Christmas crackers, yes, it was like a little... And quite often we used to make our own because it oh, was really? the cheapest way of doing it. Oh, that makes so, sense, yeah. You know, um, so if you were making your own or to give an idea of what they are, if you're unfamiliar with them, it would be like the centre of a toilet roll or a kitchen roll, that sort of paper tube. Yep. And inside there would be whatever you wanted to give away. Um, so it would be, you know, a, a fairly useless little plastic toy or some nuts or whatever it would be, some little pieces of candy. Um, and then that was wrapped in crepe paper with the ends twisted over. So you had a sort of, you know, the, 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 the centre roll was secured by the mm-hmm. crepe paper. And, it, and if you bought them, if you bought a Christmas cracker, which is where cracker comes from, there was a little piece of, um, like, touch paper that when you, when you pulled... So you'd open a Christmas cracker, like we would open one between us. You'd hold one half... Out of the other, we'd pull it together and, and, and bang, you know, yep. the little cracker thing would go off. The little, it was basically like a strip of paper just with a little bit of, for want of a better phrase, gunpowder on it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, very, you know, tiny little piece, you know, uh-huh. and it just go bang, and, you know, and then one of us would win the prize in the cracker because one of us would end up with the inner tube. And one would end up just holding the end of the paper and nothing else, you know. Oh, okay. So only one person of the two would win the prize of the of the crack. Somewhat similar to breaking the wishbone at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got the the largest piece of the wishbone. Exactly. Yes, it was exactly that. Yes, but I am surprised that um, it's such a fun thing, Christmas crackers. I mean, I, I think that they're great things, but I am surprised that they've never. 
taken off in the States. You, you'll see them at, at certain stores. You'll see like a box of them, but oh, I don't okay. think they sell a lot. I think it's for maybe it's for those that are English and want them here, yeah. or if somebody just wants to kind of, let's do kind of an English Christmas this year or something, I, but I, I've never been to anyone's house or anything that was doing it. I wonder if we were to visit the Biltmore Estate up in Asheville. Up in the hills during their Christmas celebration oh, recreation, well I wonder if they would have crackers on the table. Good question. Yes, I, you know, I'm. I, we say this over and over on our little podcast here, but this is what you know Google and Wikipedia is for. But I would suggest a Christmas cracker is a Victorian invention. I just kind of get that impression. Yeah, that seems like it could eighteen. Be. Let's say eighteen fifties, um, when Christmas. I mean, in a way, you could think. Uh, Charles Dickens for you know the, the wonderful I think many of the traditions wonderful traditions of Christmas are a result of Charles Dickens frankly with a Christmas carol and all that sort oh, of yeah. you know that, and yes yeah, so I would suggest that uh, that's where crackers come from but um, if you're unfamiliar with Christmas crackers gentle listener look look them up and find out about them because I feel you want to make some for your next holiday celebration yep I definitely add something a little bit of believe, rustling behind us. We, we have a critter in the bushes <laughs> rustling uh, to try to join us today. I, I, what I saw the other day when I sat out here having coffee in the morning, Kevin, was a wonderful rabbit hopped out of the hedge and just sat right in front of me and was just looking at me. He wasn't afraid at all. And I asked him what he was doing that morning, but he wouldn't answer me. But, you know, unlike the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland, he wasn't at all sort well, of... Well, either that or he's the Easter bunny and he's got the wrong holidays. <laughs> he's scoping out for uh, later months. Yeah. Well, family-wise, you would you would get up and then see what uh, Santa had left you, and then yes, uh, we'd have a Christmas, spend the day playing. We'd and have a Christmas tree, uh, and we would we'd usually decorate the house the week before Christmas. Um, and again, something that we'll probably get into in another episode of Matched and the other guy. I was very fortunate to live in this effectively an old abandoned is not the right way. It was a, it was a closed country house. It wasn't abandoned. Um, so just my family lived in this huge house and my mum and dad my dad was the caretaker my mum was the secretary of the of the country house and when the country house closed down to be sold the owners very kindly kept mum and dad employed to look after the place and just keep their eye on it and mm-hmm. make sure in the winter none of the pipes froze which meant that the boilers were always running etc 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 anyway story for another day but in terms of christmas we were surrounded by well over 100 acres of, of forest, of pine forest, oak forest, that sort of thing. And so we had no trouble whatsoever every year in getting a Christmas tree from literally from our own woodland. Go out and choose your, choose your favourite. We'd go out, cut a fir tree down and then decorate it, bring it back to the house and decorate it. Yeah. Probably a wonderful smell. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly, because pine, fresh-cut pine, like most things in nature, has got a beautiful smell. Exactly, yeah. And we used to make, also, we would have our own, each, each member of the family had one Christmas decoration for the tree, which was their own special one. And I remember having a little um, snowman made out of two tiny silver uh, globes that were glued together very roughly with two little eyes on it and some glitter but I, I remember every Something year you had made I remember I think I made it at school I'm a bit vague on that now but I, I seem to remember making it when I was very young at school like five or six uh-huh. but it stayed with us f- forever seemingly 
Um, but every year when it was Christmas, we would take out from the from the loft our box of Christmas decorations, and I would long to find this little snowman in there and put him on the Christmas tree. Yeah, same for you. Did you did you have a Christmas tree that you decorated? Oh yeah, yeah. We had one every year. In fact, when my sister was uh, still kind of around, she got married when I was five, so it wasn't a lot of crossover time. But she always you know, wanted a real tree, so we always had a real one back then. And right. later we went to the uh, artificial. But uh, I still, you know, that's one of the most exciting times was it was always on a Sunday. And it's probably about a month before Christmas. On whatever given Sunday, we'd be back from Sunday school and had, having had lunch, and we'd drag down the box. And it, looking back, the box seemed like, you know, it was probably six foot by six foot by six foot. But in reality, it was probably <laughs> three by three by yeah, three. Yeah. But I remember barely able to lean over into it and pulling stuff out. And, you know, oh, this go- and I knew where everything went. Yes. You know, the the yeah. hanging candy cane goes on this knob. And this goes here. And mom and dad were more than happy just to let me go to town and put everything yeah. in its place. But uh, And you've always had this wonderful eye for detail and attention to detail. So you would make sure that that candy cane went exactly where it was the year before, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. what I call, I guess you call a traditionalist. But <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. you know, the great memories of year after year of you know doing things in kind of a ritualistic fashion, I think. Uh, sure. Made it special. Yeah. So I'm... Um, so we would get up very early in the morning, typically before mum and dad were up, and uh, start to open our presents. And as we've chatted about before, I would, I would be very, very careful in particular about undoing each present and uh, inspect each yes. one. And you know, so and they were it, ra- they were wrapped in they were wrapped in Christmas paper. Yeah. Now, I, for those who are unfamiliar, gentle listener, with my birthday is December the twenty third. I mention that for one very important reason. It was, it's very close to Christmas Day, obviously. Very much, yes. And uh, the one thing that used to drive me up the wall as a kid was getting presents that were labelled Happy Birthday and Christmas. The, com- the combined present. It, worse than that, in some ways. <laughs> now, looking back on it, just so thrilled to have, <laughs> to have anybody even remember it was my birthday. It was a great thrill. But at the time, when you're a kid, these things take on a great significance and importance. But and my parents figured out fairly quickly that you know, the young Stephen was very unhappy about getting birthday and Christmas presents combined. So they made a special effort to make sure that I had birthday presents on the 23rd and and. Christmas presents on the 25th but what they had to be very careful about otherwise I would have a little bit of a sulk on was please 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 don't wrap the birthday presents in Christmas paper which would yes. have been the obvious thing to do yep. because there was such an abundance <laughs> but I just remember oh no it's not fair that I've got birthday presents wrapped in Christmas paper if your birthday was in July and I wrapped it in Christmas paper how would you feel about it you know it's one of those things it is it is important to separate <laughs> <laughs> when you're five, six, seven years old, yes, things are, you know, the importance of things are, are different. And again, now looking back, you know, from the tender age of 58 nearly, you know, looking back onto those those, <laughs> those days as a kid, of course, you should just be thrilled that anybody's even remembered you're alive, quite frankly. <laughs> well, on the 24th on, on 24th on Christmas Eve, did you do any uh, traditions, family traditions the night before? Uh, yeah, so so in how in our little household of course it went from my birthday on the 23rd directly the next day into christmas eve then into christmas day and then on on the 26th of course in england it is a day known as boxing day which is another day of celebration so we had quite this festive period and and on christmas eve um 
the tradition, such as it was, was uh, we were allowed to stay up quite late. And the, I think parents were thinking, well, hopefully they'll sleep sleeping. in. They're sleeping because they're tired. Tire them out a little bit. <laughs> Not sure that worked, but, you know. And, and we would watch, typically, there would be the Christmas special TV shows uh, on at that time. And, and there was two very famous English comedians called Morecambe and Wise. And the Morecambe and Wise Christmas special used to be shown Christmas Eve. And so that was the one thing we used to sort of sit around the TV about... Did they do it live or was it pre-recorded? It, I, think it was pre-re- I think it was pre-recorded, although we were right in that period where, you know, a, a lot of shows were live just because it was, it was technically the easiest thing to do. Um, and we'd watch those, watch those shows and uh, Dad would have a glass of sherry. Uh, he hardly ever drank anything, actually, Dad. Uh, and Mum, hardly anything ever. But I think Dad would like to have a little glass of sherry on Christmas Eve um, and watch the Morgan Wise show. That's that's my memory of it. And then, and then we were so excited, of course, because Christmas Day was the next day that you know we were kind of keen to go to bed because we knew yes, what was coming. Yeah. yeah, was that the same? Same? Oh yeah, view? I tried to go to bed, you know, at a decent hour, but again, hard to get to sleep. Hard <laughs> to get to sleep. Yeah. But uh, but it kind of evolved uh, over the time when, when I was little. Uh, again, my sister was married at five, so we would kind of just have a quiet Christmas Eve with my me, my parents and myself. Okay. And then they would come over the next day, but they would spend time with her husband's family on Christmas Eve. And then later, after, actually after we kind of moved away and were coming back to Tennessee for Christmas, we started attending the Christmas Eve celebrations with his family, and that has continued to this day. We always have a big big party Christmas Eve, which is my favorite part. I mean, right. it's just really, you know, much, much more exciting than Christmas Day these days. So, Yes, and Christmas lunch. Um, in, in the States, does that, is it, is it, one, is it a little bit like um, the three o'clock in the afternoon lunch? It, it, family to family. Right. Yeah, many, many will do it right at noon probably. Yeah. Some are one, two, three o'clock, and we're doing our Christmas dinners usually around five now. Wow. Yeah. So okay. It yeah. just it just depends on the family. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it's it's an obvious thing to say, but the one celebration you have in the states that we don't have in in England um, is Thanksgiving, and so you guys have kind of just got through Thanksgiving, and then no sooner have you got through Thanksgiving than Christmas is arriving. Yeah. 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 So it's just you know, so for us, didn't I just see you people a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, that's where I was kind of going with it. It's like you yeah, well, you've just done this, yes. But um, so Thanksgiving lunch, and again, you know, forgive my ignorance of of American culture because I'm just learning it. Um, that strikes me as one of those lunches that seems to happen mid afternoon, later on in the day. Or is that Every family's family different family? on that yeah, too. Right, it right, depends, right. and some some are really into football and want to see the game. Yes. Some could care less. Yeah. Uh, depends on families traveling, when they're going to arrive, if they're yeah. staying with you. It just varies. And, and is Thanksgiving is that a is that more of a everybody in the family gets together for Thanksgiving more so than Christmas? Does Christmas tend to be all the holidays? Is that is that kind of a smaller affair in the states than Thanksgiving? I think you might see more of a extended family gathering on Thanksgiving. Right, that's people just get there, yeah. busy at Christmas. Yeah, and they're. A lot of times overwhelmed with, with what Santa has brought that morning, and yeah. the kids don't want to leave the house anyway, right. and they kind of do more nuclear family 
I think gatherings tend yeah. to on Christmas Day than you would say on Thanksgiving. Um, are there certain things that you would expect to see on the lunch table at Thanksgiving that you would not see for Christmas and vice versa? Uh, well, you know, Thanksgiving traditionally, obviously, has been the turkey. Right. Turkey and trimmings. Yeah. And you can certainly repeat that at uh, Christmas, but uh, do you see ham? Um, yes. Come up at Christmas. Or Christmas. Right. And I, uh, my family, when I was young, we did something totally different. My mom made what she called Swiss steak. And it, was, it was a thin, tender steak with kind of a tomatoey sauce. Uh-huh. And it was it was kind of complicated to make, so she only did it the one time a year. Okay. But we would have twice-baked potatoes that she'd shelled out and rebaked again, that type of thing. And yeah, wow. Well. Those were really the only time of year we'd have them. And yes. not that you couldn't enjoy them any other time of year. It's just that's the one time a year we're going to do those. Yes. So in England, we would, we would, it's absolutely tradition to have turkey at Christmas. Well, you didn't have the Thanksgiving to compete we, with, so... <laughs> That's right. Yes, but I, I think now you know with the the, the the passing of the years and different generations want to do their own thing. Of course, a lot of these things have started to become diffused or diluted, however you want to express that. And you know the traditions are nowhere near as traditional as they used to be. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely traditional to have turkey, like it or not. I mean, a lot of folks think that turkey is a particularly dry bird. I'm not sure why we're eating it. <laughs> eating it anyway. Well, I didn't like it. I actually, I, I had to kind of acquire the taste. I didn't until I was probably in my teens. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really care for it as much as a, as a kid. And really, we'd have we'd have Swiss steak on Christmas, and we tended to have ham on Thanksgiving back in that back when I was oh, younger. Uh, yeah. well, it wasn't right. until we started attending other families' Thanksgivings and yeah. stuff like that. It became more of the, the turkey side. I started to like it better. Yeah. I don't think we... I'm just talking about my family now. I don't think we had that because I don't think we could afford it. Frank. I don't. We didn't used to. You know, those sorts of things weren't really available to us. Like we would have tinned ham. I remember seeing a lot yeah. of tinned tinned ham like in that, that very in that very peculiar sort of almost triangular looking. I, know exactly I don't know that. why it was that shape, but it was. It had like a key, you yes, crank it, crank exactly. the lid back like on. Like a spam can, it was that sort of thing. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so, and, you know, please, 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 whatever happens, don't let that key break or that thin bead of, um, you know, removable steel break from the can because you were doomed if that happened. Right? Well, there's nothing more regal on Christmas than going to the toolbox and getting out a pair of pliers and trying to yank the ham apart. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah. We never had ham, but uh, what we tended to do in later years, uh, and I may have mentioned this before in, a, in another one of our little chats by the lake, my auntie, Auntie Phil, had a pub in Derby, um, Alveston, a little small town village, big village, small town, Alveston on the edge of Derby in Derbyshire, which is very close to where we lived. And she absolutely loved Christmas loved my mum my, my always said of my auntie Phil she could make a party out of a bottle of pop and a bag of crisps or mm. a bag of chips you know very easy things and she just had this ability to have fun exactly she did, which is it, a very it, yes, it was admirable a, quality absolutely so it was almost inevitable that she would end up running a pub because she just had the personality to do it so Every Christmas, she would invite all her locals to, if they weren't 
you know, doing other things at Christmas, to come to the pub, the Stanhope Lodge it was called in Alverston, uh, to come to the Stanhope and have Christmas lunch there. And she would cook along with the staff who was usually at the pub that she would cook for... 50 or 60 people. Oh my gosh, and that's probably the greatest <laughs> party of the year. Oh, it's great. I mean, as kids, can you imagine it? Yeah. You know, you're sort of running around carefree in a pub, no one bothering you, you know, and it was great fun. And uh, yeah, so there's with she would join all the tables together and she couldn't do it in one long run because the pub wasn't long enough to do it, but she'd do sort of three very long tables and all friends and family and locals and the pub would be there. And this party would go on all day long until, you know, one, two, maybe three in the morning the next day, you know, because um, it was, a, she, my auntie would class it as being a private party and therefore she would open the pub, she would open the pub and everyone would have a drink, you know, so all of a sudden it was, a, it turned into quite a long party Christmas day, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say that's something that, uh, <laughs> looking at as an adult now, would be a fantastic way to spend the holiday. Oh, great. Great. And, and when I was working with NBC up in Stanford, uh, David Hobbs and Lee Diffie and I would go to a local diner, which was called Curly's Diner in the middle of Stanford. It's a wonderful, very old-school-style diner that seemingly has been there forever. And the, uh, the lady that ran Curly's... Uh, wonderful. She she was very friendly. I mean, she, in many ways, she reminded me of Auntie Phil. But her her name's Maria, and Maria. Well, we got into a conversation about Christmas and uh, whether or not she was going to close and where she was going for a family. She says, "No, I always open on. I open every day." She said, "I open on Christmas Day, and uh, I just invite as many people as want to come along. Those who have got nowhere else to go, or those who can't afford to go." She said, "Don't charge anything. I just have anybody that wants to come into the diner." In Stanford on Christmas Day, I'll give them Christmas lunch. That's fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? And she fantastic probably has a ball. I couldn't could think of a better way to spend her I'm day. I'm sure she has a ball. And although, gentle listener, you can't see this from your vantage point, uh, behind you there, Kevin, you'll see some some fresh mint is growing on my little potting table there. Oh, yeah. That fresh mint was given to me by Maria. Really? Yeah, from her, from her diner. She says, take this with you. It's a very easy plant to grow. She says, grow that and you'll always remember me. So That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah, so the fresh, fresh mint growing on the table is from Maria. Well, also, can, behind, also behind me, we can hear some. Uh, <laughs> I think the critter that was in the bushes is starting to do his construction work back there. <laughs> yes, it's the, uh, the the trash man has arrived to take our garbage away. Lovely. Yeah, which well proves it's live. <laughs> we are. We usually live. have these wonderful sounds of nature down here, but today we've got the. Uh, the bin, the bin guys here. Well, Merry Christmas to the uh, refuse collector as well. <laughs> Merry Christmas to one and all, yeah. Yeah, so what other traditions did you have with your family or friends? Did you get together with your friends at Christmas and do some special things, or? No, uh, not as much. I mean, once once school let out for, for the break, you were kind of, you weren't, literally you didn't see them until the next year because you were done through the New Year holiday. Right. So you, you'd say bye, and I'll see you, you know, after the yeah. turn of the new year. And uh, not really that many were, were my age that my, my parents, you know, hung around with. So, you know, we got to see some of the family and such like that. But, you know, watching the Christmas specials was always a big deal. Right. Which they weren't always on Christmas Eve, but they would lead up. You know, you'd always have the, again, we've talked about it here before, how good the Charlie Brown things were. Yes, yeah, yeah. You always yeah, had yeah, the Charlie yeah, Brown yeah. special and all the the Rudolph and all that. And it's ones I still nostalgically love today. And, and hopefully yeah. I'm getting my daughter to enjoy it more and more. 
That's great. And, and an American tradition, it seems to be an American tradition. I say that because I can't ever remember doing it, uh, doing this in England, is to go to the cinema on Christmas Day. That's, yeah, a lot of people will get up, do their, especially if they don't have little kids, yeah. you know, and stuff, and it's more adults and stuff, and they, they get up, probably have breakfast and coffee, and eventually have their Christmas dinner, and then they kind of look around at each other and go, I'm bored. <laughs> And off we go to the cinema. Let's go to the cinema. And actually, yeah. having friends that used to work in it, and some, you know, they're still maybe stayed in that industry, there's this ongoing battle of let these people stay home with their family instead of being at the cinema. So there's that dichotomy of yeah. having a place to go, but yet these people have to work it that are away from their family, having to be there to pour the popcorn and uh, pull, out, pull out the tickets. Yeah. Yes, it's a great it's a great time of Christmas. Of course, you also have to be aware that for, for many folks, it is a time of you know if you're if 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 you're on your own, it is a time of isolation. It can be quite a it can be quite a trying time, I think. So I think it's important to yeah you know, just just get out amongst the community and pop around and see your neighbour and say hello and that sort of thing. I think that's a good thing to do. I, I like I like the idea of that. Yeah, actually, that was kind of one of the things that uh, my parents did. Uh, they called them pop calls back in the day, and then it was around Christmas, and we we'd have uh, you know Santa and play a little bit, and then we'd have our, our lunch, and a lot of times we just pile in the car, and the three of us would go visit people we hadn't seen maybe in the year. You know? Yeah, you know, older folks and stuff like that. And, yeah, I think that's a like good. That. It's a good thing to so do. So we'd spend the afternoon, and I'd drag along whatever toy or whatever, and keep myself entertained. Yes. Yes, with the feeling that whoever you were going to visit would be fascinated by this toy as well, no doubt. Um, yeah, the, the, the 80-year-old uh, lady that uh, we were visiting really didn't care much about my Battlestar Galactica uh, book or whatever yeah, it would of be. Of course, you can quite understand why this was so. But it's, it's the Battlestar Galactica book. Why are you not fascinated by this? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, again, thinking of uh, Curly's Diner in Stanford and and Maria, and to an extent... My, my auntie Phil in Derbyshire opening the pub or opening the diner looking back on it now of course I think this is an extension of exactly what we're talking about it was that idea of welcoming the community in and, and, and sharing Christmas with friends or those you don't really know that well just, just sharing the day I like that idea a lot well, yeah, you're definitely your ideas change. Like as a kid, you know, you, you maybe hear a glimpse of a thought of someone that maybe they didn't stay home for Christmas. They went skiing or they went somewhere else, you know, to, to yeah. stay the weekend at a lodge or something. I mean, we're thinking, how crazy is that? And now I look back and go, well, that, that actually kind of sounds appealing. Go do something a little different. And especially if you don't have kids yes. you know, and stuff like that, it's more of an adult thing. But, you know. Another great Christmas tradition, and we touched on it earlier on by saying Boxing Day, which I guess is not a celebration in the United States. No, we've heard of it, but... Right. So Boxing Day in England, to the best of my understanding, was always... um, It's the the upstairs, downstairs... Downton, Downton Abbey. Is that have we got that right? That Down, program, Downton Abbey. I think that's right. Do I have that right? Anyway, the the, the 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 gentry and their serving staff would celebrate together on Boxing Day, whereby you know the staff would have to the staff of any big country house. I'm not not 
I'm pleased, gentle listener, not the, not the home that I grew up in, that's for sure. But the, the stuff of any big country house would obviously be serving all Christmas Day, taking care of um, uh, the family. Um, but on, on, on Boxing Day, to an extent, the roles were reversed and, and uh, the upstairs of the house would entertain the downstairs of the house. Oh, okay. The handing Again, over I've heard of, the name of it, but I never knew the tradition. Right, the handing over of, of the box, and hence Boxing Day, it doesn't come from the sport boxing, but from the gift, the wrapped gift box, would be from the family uh, to the butler and the chef and the, and the cook and the gardeners, whoever it would be. It was at that time of reversing roles if you like and um, I've even heard tell though how true this is I don't know that um, uh, the family the landed gentry of the houses would would cook lunch for the staff on Boxing Day it was the one day of the year mm-hmm. where they would reverse roles well I'd say it was again every individual manor would would have their way of handling right. it some like, would do it to an yeah. extreme extent and some would be <laughs> yeah. minimal we'll get it done yes I suspect that the house of Windsor for example in, in England would not be cooking for their stuff then I might I might have that wrong I can't quite see the Queen um, putting on an apron and knocking up a you know uh, egg and chips or something for, for the staff but, but that's the idea but the other great tradition that happened on Boxing Day in England uh, although it has now very much gone out of, uh, of fashion was the riding of the hunt every local county all counties in England uh, would have the horseback you know the hunt red the traditional jacket fox, hat, fox, fox hunt would happen on on Boxing Day that was yes absolutely usually at midday on Boxing Day which I'd imagine in England could be quite cold. Yes, it would be. Yeah, but this was a, this was. I mean, I can remember going with Dad, uh, and he was a big fan of the hunt. Um, and we would follow the hunt in the car, so, and a lot of people did this, you know. So the hunt would set off, and and the hunt close to where we lived uh, was called the Quorn Q U O R N. There's a little village quite close to where we live called Quorn, and. Um, I think two or three members of the royal family actually had connections to the corn, as it was known as. And the corn would ride on uh, on Boxing Day. Um, whether or not they caught a fox, I don't know. I think the foxes were way too wily for that most of the time and just stayed out of the way. But they would ride uh, in a fox hunt. And uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the local families would try and follow along in the hunt and follow along in a car. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, it was... <laughs> Not over the fields, but obviously around the lanes and roads to try and see where the hunt, hunt was going. Um, but now fox hunting, of course, is, is banned, technically banned in England. So the killing of the of the fox via a hunt is no longer allowed. But the hunt, um, as, a, as a social unit, I still think that exists. And uh, the hunt will gather together and ride on horseback. And I'm sure they would still do that on, on Boxing Day, yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. Well, there we are. Look at that. How time flies. Absolutely. Kevin, we must we must curtail our little conversation today down at Lake Wiley. But gentle listener, once again, thank you for, for joining us. It's always fun to chat, especially this one. It's been a nice subject. Time to sign off. So, Kevin, sign us off. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.